Good morning. Hi, Sherry. Good morning. Here we are. Here we are again. It's a bright new day. Another podcast. Another podcast. (laughs) Another every other Friday or every other Wednesday, if you're listening. I'm always happy to see your face. Me too. (laughs) We just finished having a huge, gigantic thunderstorm here. Oh. It just stopped raining and it just stopped thundering. So this is a good sign because otherwise we'd have that lovely background music. Of... It would have been an action podcast <laughs> yeah. or like a thriller, <laughs> it could. a psychological thriller. <laughs> yeah. Today I'm enjoying it. It's, it's actually wonderful. It's cloudy and raining and it cools everything down for just a little bit, you know? Oh, that sounds nice, actually. It is for us. We don't see clouds and rain very often here. Well, what else has been happening for you these days? Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm still dealing with my numbness and my hand mm. and my arm. I've decided that it's <clears throat> it's one of those things that I have to, not have to, but I've just gotten accepted it rather than, I, I don't know. I've just learned that, you know, you have these ideas of hope, hoping it'll go away, which, you yeah. know, you know, hope is a good thing. But it also can be a a place where you're not accepting something that is probably going to be part of your life now. And yeah. if I'm constantly thinking, oh, it's going to go away. I'm hoping it's going to go away. I'm hoping it's going to go away. I'm not in the present. I'm in Yeah. The, yeah. So I like to be just in the present. And I just kind of live there most of the time anyway. But I don't know. It's just one of those things that I thought, well, I think it's just going to be part of my <laughs> part of my mm-hmm. life now because it's been going on for several months. Um, Did they they find anything with the twenty six vials? And they get twenty six vials of blood <laughs> to look into what was happening. Yeah. Twenty eight vials. Twenty eight. Uh, yeah, she's. A, um, you know, I mean, I just have a lot of inflammation, and I have a lot of viruses. A lot of active. Yeah. Active, I'm not contagious, but I have active viruses that my body cannot control. Mm-hmm. So, um, the mononucleosis and Epstein I have bar. It's the same one. Yeah. Epstein bar is the one that causes mono. Oh, it's um, the same one. I yep. Epstein bar. Yeah. I have something called cytomegalovirus, which is CMV, they call it. That's mm-hmm. like, that's a nasty, nasty virus. Oh, okay. And uh, that one, I can't, my body's not able to control that one. And uh, I have a couple influenzas that my body's not controlling or keeping, you know. So I guess that must be part of what the autoimmune stuff is, is when our body's got such a high viral load and it can't, mm. it can't handle it all. And they just hang out there all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, you get sick, a person gets sick, you catch the flu, you catch whatever, and then your body eventually gets over it and you move on. Right. And um, for whatever reason, my body won't get over it. (laughs) It's like, it doesn't subdue it. I call it subdue, put him to sleep. Whatever. Yeah. And I know that you're talking about that. You're like, I could live with all these things, but the numbness is like, it's just very frustrating because of writing. Yeah, and typing, typing and just feeling everything. Like I don't yeah. have any feeling in my in my fingers. So I can't yeah, that yeah, gets fun to see help see. Yeah, exactly. But I'm getting used to it and I'm starting to learn how to, you know, use my left hand to feel for things. So I'm just adjusting. 
you know, it's just like we just mm-hmm. adjust. But I did have an MRI on my neck because it really is a typical symptom from multiple sclerosis. Okay. Numbness. Yeah. Is a main, you know, typical symptom from MS. And yeah. so um, I did have an MRI of my neck because I have a lot of lesions in my neck spine. Mm-hmm. They're called lesions for MS. You have lesions. Uh-huh. And so I went and had an MRI of my neck and my spine again, which I just did, but I'm doing it again. Mm. So, so I haven't looked at that yet. Nope. I have not heard back from that, but I have a feeling it has something to do with my neck because when I tilt my head down, I get like a buzzing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get like a buzzing down my arm and everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's something in my neck. So, yeah. So you're kind of moving into the acceptance phase with um, maybe this is it's been around for a while. Maybe this is going to be around for a while. Or... Yeah, I, yep. I've just moved into that phase of it. Yeah. And it's just annoying, but that's a phase that I would usually find myself going like kicking and screaming into. Right. Like not, it's not usually like for me, it's not usually like, no, I think I'll just decide to accept this now. And I, you know, and again, I'm just talking about progressive hearing loss is the only like real thing that I'm thinking about for myself. But yeah, when I noticed that when I first found out that it was progressive and there's not really a whole lot I can do about it, it was like, it wasn't a pleasant transition to acceptance. It was a, it was a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, but it seems like you're, you're moving into that with a little bit more grace. Well, I think that, I mean, when you're talking about how it, how, when it first happened, like you say, it's a bloodbath. I mean, I've gone through that so many times with so many different yeah, things. So many different things. Yeah. So it's like the same thing when I found out, you know, there's nothing else. I mean, I'm going to be, you know, when I <laughs> suddenly my good eye was no longer viable. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. And so, I mean, I remember laying on the ground. This, <laughs> I just was thinking about this. I remember because I was so being so stoic and just kept going and going and going. And I do remember my kids were little when this was happening. And um, I remember throwing myself on the ground and just mm-hmm. in a ball. I was just in a ball mm-hmm. and I was just kind of screaming, kind of, and mm-hmm. like wailing, I guess it was, because mm-hmm. this is, it's a big deal to. Mm-hmm lose a sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, losing hearing, losing vision, I mean, and then to have somebody tell you, well, that's it. I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no, there's nothing else. This is it people. I mean, yeah, I'm done. It's not, there's no, I mean, you go through this constant, this hope and hope and hope and well, maybe, and maybe this will fix it. Maybe that'll fix it. And uh, Mm -hmm. then you get to that point where it's like, nope, you're done. And then life can become about the fixing. Yep. Forever, potentially. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just, you're constantly looking yeah. to for something to, to make it better. But mm-hmm. it ends up being a thing where you have to really go within. And I don't know, it's just, it's about, yeah, loving, somehow getting to that place of, of love and compassion mm-hmm. and being gentle with yourself it's like you're talking yourself through it somehow. It's like you're, mm-hmm. you're just, mm. I don't know how to explain it, but 
Yeah, I think that's really powerful that like, you're talking yourself through it somehow. Yeah. Because sometimes for me, sometimes I'm talking myself through it and sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes I'm, I had a flare up in, since our last episode, which is the first oh, really? time I've had a flare up since we started the podcast because I have avoided cheese. So I thought it was all good. It was like, I got uh-huh. this under control. I'm not eating cheese. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not eating gluten. I'm not having whatever other things that, so it's never going to happen again. Right. <laughs> and I think because we've been doing the podcast, we've been talking about body things and life things and sensory loss and things related to that. Um, I just much more quickly went into a, oh, okay. Like talking myself through it place. Really? Yeah. I went into like, okay, this is, yeah, this is part of what I live with that may, I don't know why it's happening. I know it's upsetting. I'm talking to myself. I know it's upsetting because you, you thought it wouldn't happen again and you don't know why, what triggered it this time. Um, And that's okay. It's just like part of my cat just got up here to try to eat the cords. Oh, Oh, well, that's okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep her on my she's gonna be tame in this you're gonna be tame right <laughs> she's kind of a wild animal um <laughs> we'll see yeah but yeah um but yeah I was like much more quickly able to go to a place of talk like literally talking to myself in a kind way mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if you realize what, what you're just saying right now is I am crying I mean tears are just flowing because mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful thing what you're saying in such a difficult situation. I mean, it's so hard, mm-hmm. you know, to be in that place where everything's flared and it feels like you're just alone, you know? Mm-hmm. But in talking, you're talking to yourself and being compassionate with yourself, like, I know this is hard. Mm-hmm. I know I'm sorry. I know we're trying everything we can. Yeah. But we still are going through this and um i mean i know this is going to sound crazy but bring it on (laughs) (laughs) but something that has helped me and something that i've somehow learned is i think of myself or i think of i believe that i'm divinity in form Mm -hmm. so i think that the divine is wanting to experience what it's like to be in a body and for whatever reason, you know, it wants to experience what I'm going through because that's what's happening. And so I, it it helps me to think, well, oh, okay. It just wants to experience all of this Mm -hmm. and let's just go with it. And, and I I don't know, I guess it's like, I used to be so terrified. And, um, I think for some reason now I, there's this feeling of safety because I know everything's okay even though I'm going into a dark place, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I can, I can get into a really dark place, especially when things really flare, you know? Yeah. Like what you're saying, it's very, but it's that self-talk, it's that self-compassion. It's that, you know, I am the light. I will tell myself that I am the light, the light I am. I say mm-hmm. that to myself when I'm in those places of because I kind of just went through that over the last uh, couple of weeks too. I I, yeah. deal, I don't know if you have to deal with like depression and anxiety. Um, in the past, I think now it's more like 
I guess I described it to someone the other day as like when I'm having a flare up, I just want to, I just want to go into a ball and sleep and wake up when it's over. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that counts. That I would say that's situational depression, probably. <laughs> situational. <laughs> and that's kind of what happened to me because I I really my fatigue and everything's mm-hmm. just been it's like just so flared. And um when that happens, it's my eyes, I can't I can't really use my eye. <laughs> because my head hurts, my brain hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and so trying to look at anything. So I just can only listen mm-hmm. and lay and listen to mm-hmm. things. And it gets, it, it can be, de- it's depressing, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And so then, so I, isolating. then I'm, yeah. And so the compassion part comes in when I'll say, Hey, my, one of my things, I think I said this to you before is like, hello, sadness, my old friend. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like that song. Yeah. And I say, I never used to do this. I would, I actually didn't even know I was depressed until it went away. And then I realized, oh, that, oh, I was, I had depression all the, all those years. And I, and even, and then it went away. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. So now I can recognize. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is, people don't understand what depression is. I was like, wow, it's not really just sadness. It's something different. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's this heaviness. Mm -hmm. Heaviness. It's heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh And so um, when it comes now, I'll recognize it and I'll be like, oh, depression is here again. Okay. And Mm -hmm. my anxiety will come back. And it's Mm -hmm. another thing I didn't. I lived my whole life with, you know, at a level of anxiety that most people would probably be in the hospital with. I was sit so uh-huh. my so, anxiety was so crazy. much anxiety. Yeah. For a little bit I lived without it. Or suddenly it went away. All my stuff I've been doing, it went away within mm-hmm. the last year. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't have anxiety. Whoa. And I didn't really know what to do with myself. Yeah. Know? Like, hmm. I guess I uh will be this person now. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> Whoever this is. You know, I'm, walking around, I'm trying to tell people, like, you don't, you, I'm like, I don't have anxiety. And they're like, okay. Like, <laughs> not a big deal. You're like, but, but, you have, but, but, but it is a big deal. Oh my gosh. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Like suddenly after your whole life. I mean, seriously, my whole life. I have no anxiety. <laughs> Did you just wake up one day like that? No, I th- it was just, I just realized Gradual. all of a sudden. Yeah, I just realized all of a sudden, I'm like, what? wait, what's happening right now? Because, <laughs> I mean, I lived with my stomach in a knot, you know, my chest tight, my stomach in a knot. I mean, my yeah. whole life, pretty much, yeah. And wow. So, and so I that don't have can that. change. That can just change. Which I would never have known. Um, <laughs> well, it also seems like you have been doing the self-love stuff consistently for a long enough time that probably adds up to the point where one day you're like uh, uh, huh (laughs) (laughs) who dis (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I mean honestly it's like what just happened and I also went through I don't know I think the psychotherapy helps I'm blabbering on today but the psychotherapy and going through the PTSD complex PTSD stuff everything just suddenly added up and yeah what is happening yeah people tell you that that can happen but it's hard to believe it you have to believe that that something's happening well it feels like nothing's happening over and over and over yeah 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 and then eventually it's like who does yeah what What? who am i (laughs) 
this? What do I do with this person? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm sorry that the numbness has not improved. Um, I appreciate that. I kind of just keeping it to my, I mean, it's, you can't tell. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even, and I'm sorry you went through another flare up, but you're feeling better now. I am feeling better now. It didn't last very long. It only lasted a few days, which is a little shorter than usual. And so when you're in a flare up, does mm-hmm. your hearing go way down? My hearing goes way down. My tinnitus gets so loud. Just oh, so loud. You know, it's just like there's the fire alarm or smoke detector, I guess. The smoke detector is going off constantly, um, which is ironic. Ironic because I can't hear the smoke detector when I <laughs> Because it sounds like the noise that's already there. <laughs> that, is, that is just, you're making me cry today. Because that oh, is, it's okay. I know, but the ringing, I, I would just, I mean, I've had some, you know, and it's not like super, like every once in a while I'll have like a really loud ringing. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh my God, it has to go away. It has to go away. I can't, I can't. Right. But so I I'm, can't imagine, like you have it all the time. But of course, then, you know, if it were the thing that you were dealing with, you would get to a place of acceptance. But it's okay. true. It's true. So I it's, and But I feel, I forget that when I'm not having a flare up, that like, oh yeah, we can get to this place of acceptance and it's all part of it's all part of this human experience and all that and then like when I am having a flare-up usually it's like oh this is bullshit who would ever like want to <laughs> right why would, why would I ever think this is okay right but then I did that didn't last that was the coolest thing is that that like kicking and screaming lasted a very short time this time so it was like okay you did it. I'll be able to talk about it on the podcast. Good job. It'll be okay. But even so, I, I don't know. I love anger now. I mean, if you... Mm-hmm. Oh, I love all the feelings. Right? Yeah. Because anger is like kind of fun and funny a little bit. Yeah, it's awesome. After the fact, I mean, I'm in the anger. I do... <laughs> um, I dictate to my computer. I'll do that. And it'll type what I say. Uh-huh. And I... And it's just like I journal that way, I guess, now because I can't write or type. So I journal just by talking to my computer, mm-hmm. and which is weird. But when I'm like in a super bad flare up and I am mm-hmm. can't do jack shit, <laughs> yeah. I, my journal entry, which the title of it was Fuck Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I know. I love it. It's like saved in my computer as fuck off. <laughs> what was the rest of the entry? Did you just say fuck off over and over? Pretty much. I mean, then I go back and read it and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Because yeah. anger can be funny. I mean, if you're not hurting anyone, obviously you're no. not hurting anybody. I'm no. just letting anger speak. Letting it anger, speak. Yeah, anger is kind of funny because it's like, yeah, yeah damn it. it yeah. Shakes, it shakes things up. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I am really pissed off right now. This mm-hmm. is, it, and, you know, maybe you're not in a place of acceptance, but I mean, I think so. I, I mean, you're just expressing anger. What the hell? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. And then the, the thing you said about, I was just thinking about what you said about the divinity wants to experience being in human form. Mm-hmm. And 
I really like that. I don't, I don't think of it that way myself, but mm-hmm. I think there's some overlap with the way that I think about things. And But like, what I love about what you said is that there's so much being held by something and not being alone then. And I feel like in the middle of flare-ups, um, and especially if, if flare-ups are longer and they're happening more often than not or that kind of thing, it's like, so isolated to be so lonely um totally and yeah having having that experience of like this isn't just me in whatever way that or even like I'm talking to my anger that can make me feel less lonely it's like it's me and my anger that we're hanging out like it's not just not just me I love that see that's exactly what it is so Mm -hmm. it's like I still have the loneliness is there because I don't know it's just part of it like you say the human experience yeah but that's exactly it. Even though it's like you experience all these things, but at the same time, you know that you're not, uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. And I have that same lately, but this most recent flare up, I had that feeling too of I'm not alone, but it's more like I remembered the podcast and I remembered <laughs> you. And then I remember oh. that there are probably other people out there who experience the same thing, but mm-hmm. I also have the I wouldn't call it divinity for myself, but there's also this experience of um, that I I'm like witnessing this. Like there's the thing that's happening, and then there's a part of me that's that's witnessing it. So it's not just it's not just happening. Like it's, I'm more than that experience or something. Like I'm bigger than this experience. Yeah, exactly. That's probably pretty similar to what you're saying, but I think it is. It's, it's just that when I, when I say that I'm my body's spirit guide, I mean, that's kind of like what you're going through. That's the same, that's the same type of thing. You're just putting it in different words. It's like Mm -hmm. the spirit guide aspect of you is witnessing what's happening, but you're having the experience and it's very hard to put into words. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking care of this creature that is me as best best as I can. And if I can take care of the physical part as best as I can. And then at a certain point when there's nothing I can do about something uncomfortable that's happening, I can say, I'm sorry. And I'm here. Yes. And just soothe that Mm -hmm. um, innocent part of you that is scared and screaming and kicking Mm -hmm. and saying, I don't want to do this. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, I mean, I think of it like that. I'll I'll soothe myself. Like I'm a child. Like I would soothe a child that was in pain. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think of myself, how would I soothe a child that was in pain right now experiencing this? this? Exactly. And that's, yeah. And then that's how I soothe myself. And that's what Mm -hmm. we do. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying that that has been the case. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that it's an evolution, you know, it's evolved into this. I mean, that wasn't the case for a long time, but I took a a minute, took a minute. I'm super grateful Uh that this is how I'm living now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know, should we... I know we were going to talk a little bit about... We're going to talk about dreams. Yeah, that about... our topic. Yeah, we were going to talk a little bit about... Because uh, it's like, can you hear in your dreams? Can I see in my dreams? Oh, yeah. Can yeah. you hear? Can you hear in your dreams? I usually can hear in my dreams. 
although I have a lot of dreams in which I can't hear well, or I can't understand what somebody is saying, or I'm pissed at somebody because they're whispering. And I'm like, you know, I can't hear whispering. <laughs> oh, that's, awesome. yeah. So, yeah. and then I have the same experience with my vision. With your vision. In my dreams, right? Like, yeah, I can't see to do that in my, yeah, it's pretty much mm. most of the time. So it's the same thing as you. I was like, it's too dark. Somebody turn on a light. It's too dark. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, stop. You can't go that way. I can't see or, mm-hmm. yeah. But do you see in your dreams sometimes? Every once in a while. Every once very, in a while. Not, not very, very often. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I think over time, my dreams have shifted so that there's more and, it's more and more often that it's I think I'm almost like not relying on dialogue in my dreams now that I'm thinking about it. It's like a lot of, actually my dreams are like a lot more visual. Than they used to be. Really? Yeah. I used to have a lot um <laughs> a lot more like word games in my dreams. Like pun, <laughs> like puns, like play on words kind of thing. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know I, what that is. I still have that, but it's usually like things that are written down but not spoken. Really? So yeah. you're reading you're reading things in your dreams. Sometimes I read things and like, for example, I had a dream about a refrigerator that was completely filled with bottles of water that were all Evian. So like, I just read the word Evian yeah. on bottles. And then I woke up and I was like, I have a dream with a refrigerator filled with Evian. And then I remembered that there's this movie in the 90s called Reality Bites. Did you ever see that? Or hear um, that? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember it. Janine Garofalo. Okay. Um, that Evian is naive spelled backwards. No. <laughs> so then it was trying, the dream was trying to tell me something about, it was trying to get my attention about a way that I was experiencing a situation in this sort of innocent, naive state. That is crazy. Yeah, it's funny. Dreams are funny. Wow. And but so, I don't, yeah. But you, then you don't really know exactly why it's telling you that. Yeah, that's, then you have to figure that out. But, but yeah, I used to I used to have a lot of kind of puns like that that were more like spoken in my dreams. But I think it's shifting towards they were like little messages. Yeah. Towards to help you being more visual, actually. Yeah. I'm blocked in my dreams, I think. Like you, I know you write down all your dreams and you keep a dream journal. I used mm-hmm. to do that, but I, I'm not disciplined enough to do that. Mm. But I my dreams are very vivid. I mean Yeah. Well you said that you have a recurring dream that you wanted to talk about. On well, I do. I want to, and I know, and I know you're probably going to, I know I want to hear how you analyze it because I know you know a lot about dreams. Okay. But, and I'm sure it's probably easy to analyze, but it won't go away. I mean, I've had this dream. There's two things that happen in my dreams, but the main thing that I have is I'm driving on a road. Mm-hmm. And of course, I can't see well enough to drive, but I'm still driving. Mm-hmm. And I'm in all different kinds of vehicles and all different kinds of situations. Like from dream to dream, it's a different vehicle. Right. Like each time it's a different vehicle, a different. Right. It's a different vehicle. There's different people around. There's different situations. Like I could, sometimes I could be trying to escape mayhem of some sort. I'm trying to get away from it. I don't know what's happening. Something's happening. It's like mayhem and I'm needing to escape it. But the road, 
This is what is the recurring thing. The road is either a straight down, it's like you're driving oh. and you know how you would go over a hill, uh-huh. but the hill is literally straight down or the hill is straight up. When I get to the edge and I'm like, oh my God, this hill is scary. And I go down it and I'm petrified. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll end up at the bottom and be like, oh, okay. I made it through that. I made it. Mm. Oh, I sometimes made, you make it. Sometimes I make it. And other times I just wake up before I... Wake up before you go over. Yeah. And that's, I have a dream with that situation in it at least once a week. Wow. For years. <laughs> when when did it start? Um, I wish I knew when it started, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it probably went along with when I was, uh, had to stop driving and had to, right. so it's been probably 11 years. Okay. I know you said that I would probably have an interpretation. I haven't, I totally don't. Oh, you don't? <laughs> um, but because like, we don't know, we don't know what somebody else's dream means only. Okay. But I can ask you some questions. I like to ask oh, okay. questions uh, about dreams or like about my own dreams to get yeah. like, then stuff can come up if we ask questions about our dream. Oh, okay. If that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We'll see okay. what happens. So when you wake up from that dream, how do you usually feel? And is it the same when you wake up from the dream about it going down and the dream about it going up? Um, one dream, I wake up scared. And then the okay. other, it's, so the one where I'm going over and it's straight the down, down one. Mm-hmm. I wake up scared. Mm-hmm. And then the one where I can't go any farther because I can't climb up this thing because my car would fall backwards because it's uh, okay. straight up. Right. And then I'll wake up like a, it's a frustration feeling, you know, of I can't get where I need to go. Okay. And how about when you, when you make it over? And you go down and then the dream keeps going and you made it. Then how do you feel when you wake up from that one? Um, I don't think I have much of a feeling other than I do know the feeling in the dream is, whew, I can't believe I did that, but we did uh-huh. it. You know? uh-huh. But when I wake up, I, usually when I'm waking up from dreams that I'm driving and I can't see, I, I wake up feeling, um, I guess there's a, it's just a frustration. Okay. And... What in your waking life matches those feelings, the fear, the frustration, or the, oh, I can't believe I made it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, to me, right? Because I told you, you can probably analyze this because I can analyze it pretty easily. It's yeah. that I can't, my body won't let me, I can't go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so in my dreams, the, the one another main thing that's constantly happens and, and it could be this is I'm trying to get ready to go somewhere to do something mm-hmm. and I can never get ready. Okay. To, so I can never get ready to get where I'm supposed to be going. So it's a lot of, I can't get where I need to be going. That's pretty mm-hmm. much, I guess that's the main now that we're talking about mm-hmm. it. And, and so that's probably in my waking life. Mm-hmm. I can't do things. Uh, my body is too fatigued. Mm-hmm to do much of anything. And then in your waking life, where do you most want to go that you can't get to? I think, you know, I would love to be able to hop in my car and yeah, go somewhere. But then I think, well, I'm too fatigued to even do that, whether I could see or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I was just a physical, I was a physically active person. So I 
love, mm-hmm. you know, going on, on hikes. And um, mm-hmm. I was just a physical person. I like bike riding and hiking and swimming, yes, and, you know, all of those things. Um, so, I mean, I can do a little bit of that swimming mm-hmm. and stuff, but not really very much. So, yeah. So if you know that and you're waking lately, you know that you can't do some of these things, a lot of these things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, if you believe that you are divinity in human form, mm-hmm. why would you be having these dreams if you already know that? I have no idea. That's what you're like, well, that's why I'm asking you, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why these dreams are consistent. And and they're, I mean, it, they're it's they're just frustrating they're, these dreams because I'm it's just also that you know I'm always I'm trying to get ready to go somewhere like I I dreamt that my daughter was getting married and I couldn't get ready mm-hmm. to, to go mm-hmm. and then this is probably telltale and they started the wedding without me oh Ugh. so that that's, would not be okay <laughs> but you know that would never happen in real life but my subconscious is probably like everybody's out living their lives doing their stuff mm-hmm. and i can't i can't live with them i can't you know what i mean so i'm sure that yeah so my my experience with recurring dreams especially bad recurring dreams mm-hmm. is that they keep going until i get some sort of a message even if it's like very unclear what the message is or because mm-hmm. like, this dream it seems like it's so easy to dismiss it as, oh, I'm just having this dream because this is how things are. And it's yeah. just validating that or highlighting that or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing in dreams is that it is a dream. So it's all it's all illusory in the dream in a way. Mm-hmm. And so like if you could rewrite the dream to end some other way, how would you how would you want to rewrite it? Well, I would want to be able to not be blocked from not getting blocked. where, yeah, from getting where I need to be. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> it, yeah. So what would happen to the road? It would just smooth out. It would smooth out. Okay. It'd just be a regular road. A regular like, road. With regular hills, not okay. gigantic hills. Yeah. What, we can maybe, I don't know if you'd be up for a little experiment, which would be like between now and the next time to, just think about okay i'm just gonna keep like next time i have this dream um it's a i'll remember it's a dream and just keep driving straight either way like just keep driving straight even though it it looks like a drop off or it looks like it goes straight up i'm just gonna keep driving straight and just see what happens okay like this is a dream i'm just gonna keep driving straight i'm not blocked okay just see what happens i don't know i'm just putting stuff out there I'll, I, I mean, I'll try it because I have had dreams where I realized I'm dreaming while I'm dreaming because uh-huh. I had a lot of dreams where I would lose my purse and so many dreams where I would lose my purse and in my purse, everything was in my purse. And so then I was like left without the ability to function because mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have any money. I don't have my phone. Mm-hmm. And so I can't function. And then all of a sudden in the dream, I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a, this is a dream, so I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I can yeah. just make my person appear right now. And I did in my dream. And I don't have those dreams anymore. So like you say, so maybe I'll think about that. I'll try to do that. Um, and the reason that I think of that is because I don't know if I told you that the time when I started getting into dreams was 
when I was actually having some, I was having problems with my vision and my eyes, like, uh, it was in my 20s, like I was like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. And I got very depressed around that. That was the problem was actually just I was wearing hard contact lenses that didn't fit my eyes correctly since I was like seven years old. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was. Uh, so, my corneas were all messed up for a while. And I couldn't wear glasses that would correct it all the way because they were inflamed. And my prescription was like very, very like off the charts. So it was like not really correctable and all. So, but I went to a therapist at that time. So I was having nightmares every night for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the therapist was like, have you ever tried lucid dreaming? And I said, I don't know what that is. And she said, it's where you are dreaming and you know, it's a dream like you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't know how to do that, but that's interesting. And she's like, well, you just in the daytime, you repeat to yourself, this is a dream. This is a dream. This is a dream. And then at night, when you're sleeping, you'll be in the habit of doing that. And then go, this is a dream. And then you can change the, the course of the dream. And I said, uh, no, but I'll, I'll try it. Why not? And because there's something for me when my, because my vision was really blurry and, and, and kind of, I was wearing glasses that were really, really thick, really thick glasses too. So it was kind of blurry and distorted. Mm-hmm. And so it actually made it really easy to believe that it was a dream. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It kind of feels like a dream. And so that night I did that and I was having this recurring dream about being in a room that was collapsing in on me. Mm-hmm. I was having over and over and I, was, I did it. And I was like, this is a dream. And I pushed the wall out and I flew out of the building. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> like flying around in the sky. And then I saw this like, big ominous dark cloud ahead of me and I got closer to it and then it turned out it was it was a fuzzy seal oh my god you're kidding <laughs> me it was pointing behind me and it was like look out behind you and I turned around and it was a baby fuzzy seal <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh maybe there's a lot more to the way that things work than I understand <laughs> like I don't know what this means but right it got my attention not as dangerous. It's not very dangerous. Yeah, it's not a it's a baby hits. seal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you're gonna probably be afraid of. Yeah. So and I mean the things that you're talking about are very real, of course, but like not being able to drive and not being able to ride a bike and do these physical things. And but then our minds are also like so vast. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I'm gonna try that and be it'll be my experiment. And then I was gonna ask you too, have you had dreams that are almost um like they're predicting mm-hmm. they're predict or it's like it's telling you something that's wrong with your body or whatever, like you like talking about eating cheese, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like premonitions or dreams that are yeah, I don't even know how to say it, but yeah, because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you have in mind? Something just popped into my head, and then it popped right back out again. <laughs> yeah, but I did, I did, I did want you to talk about, you know, having dreams earlier before you knew that you shouldn't or that you are allergic to certain foods. Like you're having dreams about these foods before you realize that you're allergic mm-hmm. to them. 
like it's warning you or it's like it's letting you know. Yeah, I had an interesting experience when we were talking about doing a podcast episode on dreams. Mm -hmm. I went back and looked at my old journal around dream journal around the time, trying to find a time that I was having a flare up. Mm -hmm. And I found a dream journal from 2018. And there was a week when like, so I set my intention and my intention that every day that week was to tell, uh, help me understand this flare up or help me understand what's happening with my hearing. And that week, the content of the dreams, one night it was about eating a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> one night <laughs> it was about eating a cheese platter. And one night it was about eating a bunch of chocolate at a chocolate shop. Really? And at the time I was like, I'm getting a bunch of nonsense dreams. But now, of course, I find out that when I did this like elimination diet that I have a flare up every time I have dairy. See, that's just crazy, right? <laughs> it's so like your body was knew it and was trying to tell you. Trying to tell my head. That's why I think it's it really is something special to keep a journal of your dreams and then be able to go back and yeah. look at them because I think there's our dreams are trying to help us. I think they're totally trying to help us. Yeah. Have you had something like that? Yeah, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah. I mean, I totally have. Yeah. I, I, I mean, oh yeah, I can't. I'm on brain. Mm. My brain went on vacation. Yeah, it's been. It's, we've been talking for a, a, quite a while. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I can't. My brain is like, okay, it okay. was done. It's been. Okay. It's, yeah, it's been. Uh, it's been. What do I want to say? It. It has taken a leave. It's taken know. a leave. It's like a leave of absence. I don't know. Yeah. What is that word? I yeah, that sounds right. It's absent at the moment. And okay. I've been dealing with that for a while now, but I'm doing okay. pretty good, I think. I'm making, I'm kind of making sense, right? It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. So uh, do you want to do the, some breathing? Yeah, I like breathing. Okay. <laughs> Let's do some breathing. And we'll have to wrap up. We'll have to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So finding a comfortable position as much as that's possible. Taking a minute to let your breath steady. And we'll just simply breathe together for three breaths. With each exhale, allowing the belly to fill. Uh, with each with each inhale, allowing the belly to fill. And with each exhale, allowing the belly to release. So breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. And breathing in and breathing out. Okay, thank you for talking today, Sherry. Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. We had no idea what we were going to talk about, so that nope. was interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.